0: that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes, super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, uplevel your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Chani Wolshansky, I'm a mom of 4 under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. You are joining me here today for an incredible interview with Ron Springberg from Hi Mama. Hi Mama provides Child care centers with tools to more efficiently manage staff and classroom scheduling, tuition billing and payments, and classroom learning activities while engaging parents to drive better educational outcomes for their children. Ron and I have had multiple conversations. I've been on the Hi Mama podcast several times. I've done multiple webinars for Hi Mama. Um, we really enjoy our collaboration together. And today we talk about High Mama's inception. We talk about how to build a great client experience for your clients in your child care center, how to up level the care of your child care centers, and what is to come for the rest of 2023? I hope you enjoy my conversation with Ron from Hi Mama. Well, Ron, I am so excited to have you here on the Schools of Excellence podcast. I have been a guest of the uh, Preschool Podcast, the Hi Mama Podcast, several times, and it's always been a joy to be on the show with you. So I'm just grateful to have you here. Thanks for joining me.
1: I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So I found out about Hi Mama, you know, several years ago when I first heard about your, your podcast and I I think I sent you like a podcast pitch. I'm like, hey, I've got some fun stuff to talk about. Like, let me come on to your show and let's have a conversation. I've, following, been, I've since been following closely to the work that you guys are doing, the development of your software, the webinars, the content that you guys are putting out. And so you've got a pretty robust program and system that you guys are putting together. And I'd love for us to kick off here with why did you start Hi Mama? Tell us a little bit about your starting story.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of my inspiration goes way back to my my family and my grandparents were farmers and my dad was actually a mushroom farmer. That's what he did <laughs> for his job day to day. But I, I know he always wanted to do something entrepreneurial, but he was in a in a very bad car accident and that kind of held him back a lot i think from being able to take more risk and and start his own company and do his own thing so you know i i was always keen to do something entrepreneurial and start my own business but also to start a business that had a lot of the values that that my dad showed throughout his life and so that's kind of the the second part of of why hi mama was I wanted to start a company that would have a social impact and have some social good. Um, so when I when I put the two together and I was kind of exploring what are the the opportunities out there in the world, I stumbled upon childcare and early childhood education, and where I really realized that this was the place I would want to spend my time to try to help was when I met with child care program owners and directors in person. And I met with about 50 of them and just sat down and talked to them. And it was very clear to me then that uh, a lot of folks were looking for help and, and the work that they do is so hard. It's so difficult. And there's really not many organizations associations other people to turn to for help and you know I I just thought this was a good place where I felt like I really could help people and and that was where the early passion started but then when I started to learn more and more about early childhood education as well just in terms of how under recognized and underfunded it is and all of those other pieces then I my passion for the space just has only increased over the years.
0: So I love your starting story just about, you know, growing up on the farm and and strong values. I'm curious about, because I've been talking a lot about values-based leadership in our community, our event in March is all about building legacy through values-based leadership. And I find more and more as things get harder and harder in just the political and economic landscape, values are really what drives so much of the decision-making and then what anchors the company. And so I'd love to hear if you could share just what are... Even just one or two of the company values that are kind of this north star for you all.
1: Yeah, so we have three core values at High Mama. The first one is be a good person, which uh, to to me is just table stakes, and that that means when we're interacting with each other, uh, with our customers, with partners in the community, it doesn't matter who. Um, you know, being a good good person is is really table stakes to um, hi, Mama. And, and, and to me, I think fundamentally in the world. Uh, the the second one is work hard and win. And that's, you know, one of the values I take from a family having worked in agriculture, hard work is part of how I grew up. And uh, but at the same time, we're not shy to say we want to win. And the reason why that is, is our third core value, which is own positive change. And the reason why we need to win to own positive change is that I want to have social impact at scale. And the bigger we are, the more we can win, the larger our reach and the more impact that we can have. And part of the underlying aspect of that is we, we are a social enterprise, which means we use business as a force for good. And we're actually, that, that's actually validated for Hi Mama by a third party as a certified B corporation. And what that means is we're using our ability to generate our own revenue and our own profits to invest back into our growth and our impact in our community. So it's one thing to have, you know, let's say a simple example is a coffee shop on the corner that has responsibly sourced coffee beans and and ingredients. And that's wonderful. But if Starbucks does it with thousands or tens of thousands of location, Location. The impact is much, much greater, and so that's kind of the thinking with social enterprise and business as a force for good.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. 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 Okay. So let's dive into. You know, there's so many features to the Hi Mama app and what you guys do, but I would love to touch on the parent communication piece because I think parent communication sometimes becomes something that people don't. People only focus on when it gets hard or when they're like oh my gosh like parents are dropping off we need to talk to them. So would love to hear a little bit more about why parent communication and engagement is so important from your perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really where we started at Hi Mama was uh, with a really big fo- focus on parent engagement. The reason why, you know, just a bit more practically is that most young parents today are digital natives, which means they grew up with smartphones, and access to digital information. And most childcare and early education programs are not meeting them where their needs are at. So they are used to, you know, making their mobile order and going to pick up their food in real time. They are used to getting real-time updates and information about every kind of thing you can imagine, sports, uh, stocks, the weather, uh, you know the election results, everything except yeah. the most important thing in their life their young child yeah. in child care yeah. so so part of it is it, I would say we have a responsibility as childcare and early education programs to meet the needs of our our customers, uh, which are our family they 're the ones who are paying uh, the bills for for us in most cases, so that 's really the practical side. But, um, the other side you know which you're kind of hinting at there as well, is the 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 parent experience is absolutely critical to the overall experience with the child care program and with with the child and and their outcomes as well, so I think you know of course the the first and foremost most important thing is the child's development in the center working with the educators directly in those relationships. You know, no, no one, I think would ever argue, that is the most important thing of all. But when you compare to let's say other industries and examples, like let's just take a restaurant, for example, their number one most important thing. And the reason you go to a restaurant is to have food and you know, you want to have good food. But when you think about your experience with the restaurant, maybe it's also How easy was it for me to make a reservation? When I showed up on time for my reservation, were they ready for me? Or did I have to wait? You know, when I sat down, how quickly did they take my order? You know, were the the utensils and dishes clean? And when I was done, like, were they prompt to ask me if I would like my bill so I could settle and go on to the next thing in my life? These are all things that aren't about the food but they're absolutely central to your experience and if you look at reviews of restaurants you know lots of times it's about these other things and and, and the same thing applies for child care and early education is of course the health safety and learning and development of the children is at the, the center that is the value of child care and early childhood education but there's so many of these aspects around that that are having a huge impact not only on the parent experience but the children as well because the more involved the parents are and the more informed the parents are about what's happening in the programs, the more that they can take that in, into their home and provide the best possible extension of that learning yep. and development
0: at home. Wow. You know, it's so interesting just to hear your perspective on all these different really important topics and, and, and conversations that people want to have. And I think that, it's interesting that you compared it to to the restaurant industry. Oh, gosh, now I'm going to forget the name of the restaurateur. One of these very famous chefs um, posted on his profile recently that the restaurant, the tables in a restaurant are a daily focus group to the current state of the economy. And so someone asked him, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, when you go to the restaurant and you look at the tables, is it full? Are tables being turned over? Are like, what are people ordering? That's a focus group to what does the economy look like right now? And I thought that was such an interesting insight into, I feel like, parents in the educational space is very much the same concept where when we're engaging with our families, it gives us this focus group into what are parent concerns right now? What is going on in the world? Um, and how do we stay connected with them, stay ahead of it, and also make sure that we're providing the best possible service for them?
1: Yeah, if I'm being really uh, honest about yeah. where things are in, in the child care sector today, you know, there's still quite a ways to go to get to where some other sectors are at in terms of thinking about what you're delivering and the value you're delivering from the perspective of the user or customer experience. And so in this case, you can think about it, you know, maybe you want to think about it from the perspective of parents, maybe you want to think of it from the perspective of the child, it doesn't matter. But, you know, there, the, the, The inverse of that is thinking about things of, you know, what do I need as a director? What is what is troubling me right now? How can I make my life easier? How can as a teacher, how can I make my life easier? What can I do better versus thinking more uh, from the perspective of the children or the parents? Mm. And and a big part of that is getting the feedback. And and I've actually Mm. always been very surprised. Yeah. How few decisions within child care organizations and programs are made based on uh, input and feedback from.
0: Yeah, Ron, I, I I so agree with you on this. And could we talk about this for a second? I actually want to go in this direction here for a moment. I'd love to hear from you. What do you believe are some of the roadblocks that child care owners and leaders have in inviting parents into more of the decision making process?
1: I think they're afraid about what they're what they're gonna hear actually you know i I think oftentimes you know you were saying this earlier that lots of times the parent communication ends up being when there's a fire when there's a problem when there's a challenge and i I think that results in in oftentimes having a feeling of anxiety or stress about an interaction with mm. with, a or with a parent because you're 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 you know, correlating that to, you know, whenever, whenever those interactions happen, they are stressful for me. But to your point, if you're having those interactions frequently, you know, and there's lots of research behind this as well, the more frequent the interactions, the more the trust is built over time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Even if you think about yourself and whether that's a personal relationship or a professional relationship, the more you communicate with somebody and the more transparent those communications are, the more trust there's going to be in. And that also applies to negative feedback. You know, if parents Mm. have negative feedback, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because that means, A, you've given them a forum to air that out which makes them feel good because now they've gotten it off their chest and they know that you're listening to them and you want to get their feedback and B, you have it. So now you actually know, you know, what you might be able to do to help improve that experience for parents.
0: Yeah. You know, this mindset piece around being concerned about what people are going to say and and their feedback, it's it's real stuff, Ron. It's really hard. It's really hard, especially for childcare owners. Really, any business owner puts their heart and soul into their product, into what they're building. And it's even though feedback is good, it's hard to process. And and you really have to develop this unbreakable mindset around this isn't going to break me. You know, this only makes me stronger. So, I appreciate your your just your insight into that. I'd love, I'd love to hear a little bit about just how you've seen, like with parents getting insight into what's going on in their child's day and being able to communicate in real time, how do you see that really up leveling in general, the quality care across the world in early childhood centers? Um, Like, why is it important for this to happen?
1: I think the most important thing of all, which has absolutely nothing to do with high mama and what we do in our technology and everything to do about early childhood education is we need the world to know how important early childhood education is, how difficult the career of being an early childhood educator is. And Hi mama and our technology and in communicating information to parents is one avenue of many, but a very important one because of the, uh, the the ease through which you can share information to inform and educate families about the importance of early childhood education. And with that information and that knowledge about the importance, there's gonna come more recognition more funding, more emphasis placed on early childhood education, which is what we're all striving to achieve. And, you know, the, the way we sometimes see that play out just to take, make that more practical, for example, we'll have uh, childcare programs that start using Hi Mama and they start getting all this feedback back from parents. Wow, we, we can't believe all the creative things you're doing with our children and Wow, the level of effort that must go into what you do every day, we had no idea. And they say to us, well, we're actually, we're not doing anything different. We're doing what we've always done, but they're now just able to share that with families and families are able to see all the amazing work that educators do, which was just, you know, a a total black hole to them before.
0: Yeah, there's so much to think about here. I'm like processing while I'm talking and like trying to sit in everything that you're sharing here.
1: I just wanted to go back to one of the earlier conversations as well and just the importance of social enterprise and, and mm. the fact that we can have, like you know, th- th- this ties back to that. The more childcare programs that are using Hi Mama or something like Hi Mama, you know, this, you sure. know, I'm, I'm not making this about Hi Mama. Sure, this sure. This is about getting out to the world the amazing work that early childhood educators do. And and again, the more programs that are able to share that information on a daily basis, the more we're going to get that word out there. Yes, it's important we advocate through the government and public policy and whatnot. Sure it is. We need to continue to do that. But ultimately, the answer to me personally, I believe, lies in what every early childhood educator does every day. Are you telling your families about the, the amazing work that you do and how important early childhood education is? If every educator did that every day it would change the world and the way the world thinks about early childhood. Yeah.
0: I'd love to kind of bring everything here full circle on what are you excited, what you guys have coming up in 2023, any new things that you guys are doing in High Mama, or just in general, what are you excited about when it comes to the direction that you see early childhood going in?
1: Oh, we're very excited about 2023. <laughs> <laughs> let's
0: hear, let's hear. Uh, let's hear, Ron. Spill the beans. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, one thing that has always made Hi Mama different, I believe, is how connected we are to the early childhood community and how much we genuinely care about what early childhood educators care about their challenges, their problems, and really trying to help them with those. We want to follow their agenda, how we can help them, not our agenda and what we need as a company. And you know, we, we talked a lot about what are all the ancillary things that we can do to help in early childhood education. So parent communications and keeping parents informed, for example. Hi Mama also helps with things like attendance and having the right ratios of educators to children and Invoices to parents and accepting payments and all these kinds of things that do help with making the parent experience the best that it can be. But we're also very excited about helping childcare and early childhood education programs with what they're most passionate about, which is children's Mm -hmm. learning and development. And Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to see some big changes with High Mama through 2023 with curriculum. And okay. professional development, we're wow. very excited about um, what's coming there, and, and and this really changes the game for us from being, you know, a bit more of this technology company to what I will go so far as to say is a diversified education company, and really putting the why around the the most important thing in early childhood education, which is the education, the learning and development. I
0: remember us having this conversation a while back. So I'm excited to hear like this, you know, really coming to fruition. I don't know if I was talking to you or Kia Mm -hmm. or someone from the team. So I love that you guys are really, again, it's just, it's a big part of the mission, like really just up leveling the quality of childcare. I think this is going to be an exciting direction. And I hope that a lot of uh, early childhood leaders take advantage of what what it is you have to offer. Ron, any well i don't want to be generalized like that let me let me get more specific what do you think early childhood leaders need to be thinking about as we enter 2023 what should they be reflecting on or thinking about like what what are you seeing from your vantage point as a leader in this space
1: i think with the context of the largest challenge in early childhood education being the acquisition and retention of early childhood educators. I think the big thing that folks need to be focused on is what is my experience for early childhood educators? We talk a lot about the parent experience, the family experience. What's the experience for educators? Because, you know, folks who are educators out there will know that a child's development all starts with you know, what is the mind space of the educator that's interacting with that child and building relationships with that child. So I would encourage uh, listeners to really think about how they're empowering early child educators and their teams, because that is what really changes the game for the quality of your, your programs, in my opinion, is the educators and We really need to invest in them, and oftentimes it's just small things. You know, again, using Hi Mama, we we oftentimes get the this feedback that, you know, the educators are getting a lot of recognition and kudos for the work that they do, which they weren't receiving before. So those small things, that recognition, goes a really long way when you're having a tough day as an early child educator and. Uh, lots of ECEs out there do have tough days. And those small things of recognition, whether that's through the director of the program or from their families uh, or from their peers, goes a really long way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Ron, thank you so much. Where can people go to find out more about you and the work that you are all doing? And we'll have all of those links in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, best place to go is HiMama.com. It's H-I-M-A-M-A.com. Lots of resources there to check out, including links to the Preschool Podcast, which is the weekly podcast series. Yes,
0: it's an amazing show. Definitely. If you listen to the Schools of Excellence podcast, add that to your roster.
1: Yeah, check it out. We do webinars. We have our Professional Development Product Academy, where you can get certificates for your own learning and development as an early childhood educator, and much, much more. So it's all at iMama.com.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Ron. And thank you for sharing your gift with the world. Thank you.
1: Always a pleasure. Thanks, Connie.
0: If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there! I want to invite you to join me for the strategic summer workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.